Every year brings change. And change is good. It helps us release the old and walk into something new. And God has something new for the church, for you, for our culture, and for your priorities. Revelation 21.5 says, Behold, I am making all things new. 2 Corinthians 5.17, The old is gone and the new is here. The series called New is all about how God is making us new and how we can help to make people and places new all around us. everyone doing this morning? Good? It's good to see each of you here. And if you're our guest, if this is maybe your first time or you're watching online for the first time, I want to welcome you. And if I haven't met you yet, my name is Aaron, and I'm the lead pastor here at New Community Church. And you've picked a great Sunday to start joining us because we're kicking off a brand new series called New. And we're going to spend the next few weeks just really exploring and looking at this idea of how Jesus wants to make us new in our lives, in our community of faith, our church, in the culture around us, and in our priorities. We're going to look at a number of different ways that God is calling us to change and how he wants to move inside of our lives. And so I hope that you've come expecting this morning and over the next few weeks that your heart is open because I believe God wants to do something inside of each of our lives as we step into this next series that we're going to be looking at. I was thinking about the beginning of the new year and For those of you that have been around a while, you know that I have something that I do every year. Every year I grow my hair out. And by the time we hit about September, October, and November, it starts to look a little something like this, okay? It gets a little crazy. I have an afro. Um, It's big. Sarah, by by about November, she's like, Aaron, I can't even get close to you anymore, okay? Um, It's a pretty crazy thing. Whenever I brush it out, I've been stopped before in public and asked to be in a hair parade. I didn't even know that was a thing, but I guess there is such thing as a hair parade. And so all throughout the year, I grow it out until my wife, Sarah's like, I can't stand this anymore. You've got to cut your hair, Aaron. And so usually about the end of December, the beginning of January, I'll get a cut and I end up looking a little bit like this. This is my new cut. You guys can see that there. I'm I'm in front of Aaron's house there. Um, And so whenever I do that, and some of you guys have asked about this, it takes about two weeks to get adjusted, okay? Where I will walk by the mirror and kind of do a double take because I'm so used to having a lot of hair and it's just like such a drastic change. Um, I walk outside and I forget that I don't have an automatic hat on top of my head. And so I have to wear a hat when it's cold. I don't know why I do this in December or January. I probably should do it in the summer, but for whatever reason, I've gotten adjusted to this kind of starting off the new year with a new haircut and getting adjusted to that. And so it's kind of a pattern that I've got into. And I thought about that. There are a lot of things that we may think of or we may do as we end one year and we begin another. And as I was thinking about this series and what God wants to challenge us with and what he wants to talk to us about, it's more than just altering our look a little bit, okay? 
It's more than just maybe shedding a few pounds or reading a new book or some goal that you have inside of your life. There's something that Christ wants to do inside of each and every one of us. Now, I want you to stop and realize this, that God's desire is to make you new. It's that you would become new. He wants a new you that will last. And that's what I'm titling this message today is a new you that will last, a change inside of you that will continue on even after we get past January and February, but something that will last inside of you. And the desire that God has to bring that change in your life, others around you should be able to see that. Students, you should be able to go into your school and year after year, maybe people that you've known three, four, five years, they should look at you and say, you're not the same person you were before. There's something different about you. You've changed in a way that, that I don't maybe fully understand, but I noticed that in your life. Adults, family members, friends that you have, people that have known you for decades now, they should see a different person. Parents, your kids should see a different person. You should not be the same parent that you were whenever they were really little because you should be changing and growing, and Jesus wants to make you new. Your marriage should never get old if you're married because you should be married to a new person every year. That change should happen inside of you. You should not be the same husband or wife you were whenever you first took those vows because Jesus is wanting to work inside of you. There's something new that Jesus wants to do in your life. And this is the desire that all of us should have. If you have your Bibles, I want you to turn this morning to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. And there's this verse, and we've used this a lot here at NCC because it's the heart of who we are as a church. And this is what it says. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says this. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. The old has passed away, the new has come. If anyone's in Christ, you're a new creation. You're a new being. You're a new person that Jesus has made. You're becoming new, not just new behaviors. You're becoming new. This isn't just about new behaviors in your life. Think about that. Whenever I listen to the news or I read journals, every few years, you'll hear something about scientists found a new species or a new animal or, or some kind of new insect. And I think at this point, that seems crazy, doesn't it? But that's kind of what Paul is talking about, that year after year, day after day, month after month, your life should look different. You should not be the same follower of Christ that you were before. You should not be the same person that you were before you came to Jesus. Your life should be different in the way that you're living that out. You're becoming new. This isn't just about new behaviors. It's not just about some new habits in your life, or maybe there's some new things that I could do in this year, but it's about a deep change in your life that Christ is wanting to make. When you came to Jesus, this is what you signed up for. Now, maybe you didn't know that. This wasn't about, well, I kind of like this church, and maybe sometimes Pastor Aaron will tell funny stories, and so I like the worship, I like when they sing the music, and so this is what I'll be a part of. That's not what he's inviting you into. It's not just about, hey, I'll try not to be such a bad person. I'll try to be a good person. I'll try to do more good things. That's not what Jesus is inviting you into. He's inviting you into a new way of living. This is about being a new creation, someone totally different. And so when you came to Christ, 
You surrendered who you were. You gave up your rights, your desires, maybe even some of your dreams or your ambitions to become the new person that Jesus was calling you to. If your life looks exactly the same as before you came to Christ, you may have not really experienced Jesus' salvation and transformation that he wants to bring inside of your life because this is about becoming new. It's a deep change in your life. And when we make this just about behaviors like, well, I'll try to be a good person. I'll, I'll maybe not try to cuss as much or I'll, I'll try to do the right things. I won't drink. Or we put all of this list of things. It's like putting a Band-Aid on someone when they have a heart attack. It may look like they have some medical attention, but that's not gonna do anything for them. And that's what Jesus is saying. I've gotta get at the heart of who you are. Becoming new is about going deep inside of your life and changing you on the inside. You're gonna become a new creation. The old person that you were, that person has died. That person has been buried and you've been raised to new life in Christ. You are a new creation. It's about becoming new, not just new behaviors in our life. There's a book that our staff is reading and the author Bob Goff in his book, Dream Big, he talks about this verse right here. And he says, one of the men who wrote a letter in the Bible, Paul said, we're supposed to become new creations every day. So if everything in your life stays the same, you're never gonna get to the new part that Jesus was talking about. New creations constantly find new opportunities, new desires, a new purpose. If you're not finding new and bigger and more beautiful ambitions, you probably don't need to just become smarter. You need to get newer. What he's saying is, is that describe your life? Does it look different? Are there new pursuits? Are there new dreams? Are there new desires in your life? Because Christ is changing you on the inside. There's a difference about you that others can see. You are becoming new. Jesus talks about this. In Matthew chapter five, in one of the longest sermons that we have recorded of Jesus in the gospels where Matthew is telling about the life of Christ, he records this message and it's over a few chapters, but it starts in Matthew chapter five. And this is how Jesus begins this. He's in a setting like this, except there's a crowd outside and they're on the side of a mountain. And most often it's referred to as the Sermon on the Mount. And this is how he starts this. Blessed are you if you are poor in spirit, if you are pure in heart, if you are peacemakers. He starts with this attitude of our heart. How is your life like on the inside? And so as Jesus begins to teach about the kingdom of God, as he begins to talk about who we were meant to be, how we were meant to live, he gets at the heart of the issue. Who are you on the inside? What's the inside of your life like? In Matthew chapter five and verse seven, he goes on to talk about these heart issues. It's about loving your neighbor. Is there an issue of lust or greed inside of your life? Who are you on the inside? Because Jesus and God is wanting you to become someone new. That's God's desire for your life, that that change would happen on the inside of you. And so I want you to stop and think about that. Are you different? If we were to ask your family members or friends or people that have known you for a while, can they say, I've seen a change in that person. You're not the same person that you were. It's not just about a different style of clothing or you look different on the outside. There's something on the inside that is different about you because God is want, wanting you to continually 
become new. It's not a one-time process. It's something that God always does in our lives. I've been challenged with this over the past couple of years of, God, that's what I want. Now, at the beginning of every year, I create new habits, but Lord, I want to become a new person. I don't want to be the same person that I've always been. And so I'm going to give you something that I do that may help you um, as you start to think about Jesus helping you to become new. I wake up in the mornings and after I get dressed, I stand in front of my mirror and I look at myself in the mirror. I have a picture of me doing this so you guys can kind of get that image, okay? Let me just start by saying this. This is awkward and this is weird, okay? Because I talk to myself. And I'm looking at myself in the mirror and there are some daily declarations that I say to myself as I'm looking at myself in the mirror. This is some of them. I'm not gonna give you all of them. Some of them are kind of personal to me, but here are some that I say. I look at myself in the mirror and I tell myself, I am becoming a mature follower of Christ. Aaron, today you are becoming a mature follower of Christ. Now, when Sarah walks by, I kind of whisper some of these because it feels weird to have someone else hearing me say this out loud. But I tell myself that I love Jesus and I exist to serve and glorify him. So I look at myself, Aaron, everything you do today is because you love Jesus and your life exists to serve and to glorify him. I look in the mirror and I tell myself this, you are a romantic husband. I don't know if you know that, Aaron, but you're a romantic husband. You love your wife. And so every day you lay down your life to serve and to bless Sarah. That's how I'm called to live today. I look in my mirror and I say, I love my kids. And so because of that, I will nurture, equip, empower, train them to do more for the kingdom of God than they could possibly imagine. There is this list that I go through and I'll have my phone out and I'll look in the mirror and I'll say these things. Today, I wake up with purpose, direction, and meaning in life because Jesus is with me. The world will be different today because I served Jesus. Now, can I be honest with you? Sometimes I don't feel like a romantic husband. There are moments where my kids frustrate me and I have to look at in that mirror and say, Aaron, you love them. Okay, you love them. I promise you do. You may not feel like that. They may be frustrating you, but you love your kids today. And so you're gonna equip, train, empower them to work in the kingdom of God, to do more for God's kingdom than they can imagine. Sometimes it's a statement of faith, but here's the thing. It's who Christ is calling me to become. I've sat down and I tweaked some of these over these years, but I look at myself almost every day. I try to remember every morning to get up and to do that, to look in the mirror and say, Aaron, you're becoming a mature follower of Christ. This is what God is doing inside of you. Now, why do I do that awkward thing? Like, why do I take time and look at myself in the mirror? Why do I say it out loud instead of just saying it under my breath? Because I want to declare that's what God's doing in my life. It's not just about some behaviors or I'm trying to alter some stuff or I'm trying to kind of look different. Jesus is changing the inside of me. I want him to. I believe it's what God desires for my life. And so I'm speaking that out sometimes in faith because I don't feel like that mature follower of Christ, but I'm speaking it out in faith because I believe that's what's happening on the inside of me that I can't see. And so I wanna challenge you, church, that Jesus is wanting to change you. He's not wanting you to be the same person that you've always been or doing the same, thing, same things that you've always done. He's wanting to make a change on the inside of you. And for some of you, you may need to do that exact same thing. Look in the mirror and declare that. 
God, this is what you're speaking over my life. This is what you want for me on the inside, Lord. I may not be able to see it, but change is happening in my heart and in my mind and in my way of thinking because you're making me become new, Lord. That's what you're doing inside of me. A new you that lasts. A new you is a lifestyle and it's not a resolution. A new you is a lifestyle and not a resolution. So many of us, we do that, don't we? We make New Year's resolutions. We kind of set this goal of, hey, this year, I'm going to try to do new things. I'm like most of you. I do that. I enjoy doing that. I feel like the new year is a fresh start. Last year, I sat down and I said, okay, there are seven habits I'm going to do every single day. I'm going to do this, okay? In my mind, or on my, on my paper where I wrote it down, I thought, I'm going to do this for 365 days. But in my mind, I thought, what if I could just hit 100? Like, that'd be crazy. All seven things, 100 days straight, and then we'll kind of see where we go from there. What do you think happened on day 101? Yep, you guessed it. The habits just went, right? Because here's why, even though I kind of written down 365, in my mind, I told myself, man, if I could just get to 100, that'd be pretty amazing. Like if I could hit that goal, not missing one habit, all seven habits every single day, 100 days in a row, like that would be so crazy if I could do that. And so in my mind, I'd reach my goal. It was a resolution. And that's what so many of us do. We do that with diets, don't we? I'm going to try this Whole30 diet or um, a keto diet or a paleo diet or whatever it is because I need to drop a few pounds. I need to fit in some jeans that I can no longer fit in, whatever that is. And so whenever we hit that goal or whenever we meet that resolution, right, whenever we're there, we're done with the diet. And we go back to eating whatever we ate before we started the diet. And pretty soon those genes no longer fit us or we've no longer lost a few pounds, but maybe we've even gained more. Why? Because it was just a resolution. It was just a goal. And we got to it. And what Jesus is asking of your life is not just a goal. It's not just kind of, hey, a short-term thing. He's asking for your life. This is about a lifestyle. Being made new is about coming to Christ and he's changing you on the inside, not just temporarily, not just because your life is broken and messed up and he's gonna kind of make it better, but once it gets better, okay, I can do this on my own. No, he's asking for every single part of your life, everything that you are, he wants to change and transform. This is about a different lifestyle. This is not just about a resolution. It's not just about a goal of, well, okay, last year I, I didn't go to church quite as much, so I'll try to go a little bit more. I'll try to read my Bible a little bit more this year. No, he's saying, I want you to surrender everything that you are to me. I want all that you have. I want to change you on the inside. I want to make you new. That's why we see this kind of language over and over again in Scripture. When Paul is writing to the early believers into the church in Romans chapter 6, verse 2, that's why he says, you are dead to sin and you're alive in Christ. Your old self has been buried with him and you've been resurrected into a new life. This is a different life that you're living now. It's not the same as it was before. That's why Paul starts every single letter like he does in Romans. This is Paul writing to you, a bondservant, a slave of Christ. I'm different than I was before I came to Jesus. My life is now given to him. He is in control of my life. This is what Jesus was talking about in Matthew chapter 10, verse 39, when he says, if anyone would come after me, he must deny himself, 
take up his cross and follow me. Whoever would want to find his life must lose it. If you truly want to find your life in Christ, you've got to die to your old self. This isn't just a temporary change. This is something deep on the inside of you that God is wanting to do. And that's why so many of us struggle. Because what we want to do is we want to come to Christ and we just want to add Jesus into our life, right? Like, God, maybe my life isn't that great, but I'll just add you into the equation and you'll make my money better. Students, he'll make your grades better, right? Like, that's what we're hoping. He'll make my relationships better. Like, everything will work out. We'll never fight. Like, he'll make my finances, job, whatever it is. You just, I'll just add Jesus to it, and it'll, of course, it'll make it better. But that's not the way it works. He's not asking for a new goal or just a resolution, a temporary fix. What he's saying is, I want your life. Being a new creation in Christ means I've surrendered who I was and now I've given myself over to him. And he can change anything. He can do whatever he wants to. He can use my life however he wants to. It's not just fitting Jesus into my life, but it's giving him all of it, everything that I am. So he can help me become whatever it is that he sees for my life and whatever his desire is for my life. The last thought that I want to leave you with is this right here. Becoming new, a new you that lasts is a new you that is stronger. That's God's desire for your life. After Jesus has preached this entire message in Matthew chapter 5 and verse 7 where he gets at the heart of it, he challenges his audience, people that are listening. He challenges them with this, and this is what he says right here. As you walk away from this today, everyone who hears these words of mine is like a wise man and does them. So everyone who hears these words and does them is like a wise man who has built his house on a rock. Picture a house that's built on a rock. The rain fell, the floods came, the winds blew, and it beat on the house, but it did not fall because it was founded on the rock. And then he goes on, everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish person who built his house on the sand and the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and it beat against the house and it fell and great was the fall of that house. Um, imagining this, what Jesus is talking about and he's saying, hey, there are two types of people in the room here this morning. There are those of you that are going to hear these words and you're going to go do them and say, God, I truly believe that. You want every part of my life, God. You want to make me new, Lord, and so I'm going to go live this out. And he said, if you'll do that, your house, it's like it's built on a rock. It's solid. When the rain comes, it's not going to wash it away. When the wind blows, like your house is still going to be standing no matter what crisis you go through, no matter what happens in your life. Your house is solid because it's built on Jesus. It's strong. But then he said there are others that, and this is crazy to think about, they're going to hear the words of Jesus. And they're going to say, Jesus, that felt like a good message. Man, that made me feel good on the inside. And I think that's so right what you said. But they're going to go away and not do anything. They're going to have heard Jesus talk. And then they're going to walk out and just say, man, I felt good on the inside. That seemed really good, but they're not going to do anything in their life. They're not going to change. They're not going to open up their heart to God, and their life is going to crumble. Have you ever stood on a beach somewhere, maybe on the lake, where there's sand there, and you put your feet in, and as the tide comes in, 
what begins to happen? Your feet begin to sink, don't they? And before you know it, I mean, you're like up to here. The sand has just kind of taken you down. It's not gonna stand. That's what he's saying is your life is going to crumble. What's the kind of person that you wanna be, church? You wanna be someone that's new, whose life is built on Christ? Because this is what he's saying is if you listen to these words, this is what it's like. He said, if you hear the words of this message of my desire to change you and for you to become new, and then you just ignore them, you just keep going on with your life, he said, your life is gonna be destroyed. What's gonna happen is you're gonna go into work one day and that project's gonna fall through or that promotion's gonna fall through and it's gonna knock you over. Or you're gonna get that doctor's report and it's not gonna be what you thought and it's gonna come and it's gonna wreck and destroy your life. Or that relationship, that person that you thought would always be there, they're gonna turn on you, they're gonna betray you, they're gonna say something that's gonna hurt you and this is what he said, your life will be destroyed. And what Jesus is saying is, hey, I want to make you new. And he said, I wanna build a life for you that is stronger so that when something happens at work, it doesn't even phase you. And that doctor's report comes in and yeah, it's not what you thought, but your life isn't built on circumstances. And that relationship that you thought would always be there, it comes and it goes. But your life is built on something that is more solid, church that's not gonna fade, that's not gonna go away because Jesus is working on the inside of you and he's making you new because you've listened to the words of Christ and not just on a surface level, you've taken them in on the deep levels of your life and you're allowing God to change you and to shape you and to form you into something that is solid. You're listening to his words and it's making a difference in your life. That's what Jesus desires for you that's what he wants for your life, is to make you new. That your life would not be destroyed by things that come at you, but it would be founded in him. And I wanna pray for you this morning. I'm gonna ask if you would maybe take a moment and just bow your head and close your eyes. And maybe that's what your life feels like right now is a house built on sand. And anything that happens, you get bad news and it feels like the whole thing could just crumble down. Something at work or something at school, something in your family could just tear it all apart. Maybe you see the destruction that your actions and the, the way you're living your life, how it's affecting you, how it's affecting others, how it's destroying your future. And this is what the Bible says. We've all been there. We've all sinned, we've all messed up and missed God's plan for our life. And we can't fix ourselves on our own. And the power of the gospel is we don't have to. Jesus came, he paid the price for our sin. And he made this promise that if we would believe in him, if we would accept him into our lives, that he would take the old person that we were and he would make us something new. He would give us a brand new start. He would change something on the inside of us and do something new with our lives. And maybe you're here and you would say, Aaron, that's me. I'm not in the place that I need to be, not living the way that I need to be, but I want that fresh start. I want that new start. Then I'm gonna lead us in a prayer. 
And I'm going to invite all of us to say this this morning, whether you're saying this for the first time or whether you've said this before, because we don't want anyone praying alone. If you're watching this online and you feel that, you sense something in your heart, maybe you don't know what it is, man, that's God's voice. He's inviting you into that relationship. So I want you to pray this out loud with me. Let's say this together, church. Jesus, I come to you and I need you in my life. I know that I've sinned. I know that I've messed up, but I want a fresh start. So I invite you in. Be the savior of my life. Be the Lord of my life. Give me a brand new start. And I pray this in your name. Amen. Church, can we just put our hands together and celebrate for anyone who may have prayed that prayer? And I believe this, that if you prayed that, maybe it was recommitting your life to Christ, or maybe it was a brand new start that you need because of sin in your life, that God is doing something new inside of you. We truly believe that. And the Bible says that heaven is celebrating and rejoicing. And I want all of us to respond in one more way here this morning. Underneath your seat, when you sat down, there is an envelope with a piece of paper and a pen. And I want everyone to grab that and everyone watching at home, you can maybe take out your phone or if you have an envelope and a piece of paper, you can grab that. So go ahead and get that in your hand. When you take that out, you're gonna see that it's blank. It just has new community on top and a verse that Jesus said in Revelations, behold, I am making all things new. And this is what I'm gonna challenge you to do. I was talking to my daughter and she was writing a letter the other day. I said, Angela, what are you doing? She said, I'm writing a letter to myself to the future. I said, what? She said, I'm writing a letter to myself in the future that I'm gonna read and see how God's changed me or see what God's done different. And I thought, we all need to do that. So that's what I'm inviting you to do. You're gonna take this home with you. You can seal this up right on the front. Do not open till December 31st, 2021. And I just want you to write in this moment, we're gonna take a second here. And I want you to write down some ideas or some thoughts, or it could be a letter to yourself, however you wanna do that, of who Jesus is inviting you to become. What are some deep heart issues that God wants to change in your life? You can make bullet points or you can write it in a letter format, however you wanna do it. But we're gonna take a moment, we're just gonna reflect on this. And I've asked our worship team to, to sing this song. This is a song that talks about how God is doing a new thing in our life. And so as you write this letter, I want you to just reflect on this. And after you're done, take a moment, just listen to the words of this song and allow God to challenge and to shape your heart because I believe this, he's wanting to do something new in each of our lives. So let's take a moment as they sing this out. Let's write this letter. Let's write down some of the things that God is challenging us with. Thanks for listening to this week's message. At some point this week, take a moment and write a letter or write some thoughts down about the new person that you want to be at the end of this year. Then you put it in an envelope and keep it somewhere safe so that at the end of the year, on December 31st, you can pull it back and see how God has really made you new over the past few months. Here at NCC, we are all about making people and places new, and we want to know how we can help you grow in your faith. So connect with us online at newcommunity.co.